Welcome, welcome to the Lighthearted Podcast Adventure with four pastors who discuss God, His Word, and some other stuff. This is Pastors, pastors Live, a Rev FM production from Water Springs Church, Idaho Falls. Here now are Pastors Dave, Ty, Shane, and the other guy. Hey everybody, it's Pastors Live, and what you guys couldn't see just a minute ago is Shane was doing his best princess wave. It was awesome. (laughs) It's beautiful. It was beautiful. Trying out for the uh, parade next year. Oh, nice. Yeah. You know I think what? You're, you're in. Make it. We're, you're in. It's great. Hey, so we've got Pastor Shane in the studio today. Good morning. We've got Pastor Dave who's here God today. Bless you guys. We've got Pastor Joe's here today. Hello. We got the other guy. We got Pastor James is here today. Hey. We got Gary Austin, the voice hey of guys. the valley. He's here today. And <laughs> and by the way, it's uh, I'm Ty. By the way, and I hey, forget Ty. to introduce myself. But the most important person in the room to me right now, besides Jesus, uh, is my wife Lori. She's here today. So hi, sweetheart. Hello. It's nice to have Hello, you man. here. Uh, Lori's here today, and of course, uh, after Lori, it's all my buddies here in the studio doing ministry together. We're really excited. Good stuff. Uh, if you want to contact us, if you have a question or comment, it's Pastors Live at the Rev.fm. But there is a very important national day today. Uh, and uh, I know we said no more food, but apparently we don't have a lot of great choices on national days. But it's National French Friday. Nice. I'm, I'm just so. What? What is your? Where is your favorite place to get French fries? And Ooh. go, Lori. Well, I was distracted because I'm thinking of poutine because oh. you know. Yes. Or, or that's James, fine. See? Poutine's fine. I mean, and you it's can like, get it one place here in Idaho Falls, and that is Mackenzie River. Okay. Seriously. So, yeah, they yeah. have it. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty so, good. All right, so what is wait, favorite right. place to get fries? And how do you want your fries? You know, so. I am a fan of soggy fries. I like the greasy, soggy fries, but I also... <laughs> Isn't there a burrito, there's a burrito place on First Street Sorry. that does yeah. that? So I like... McDonald, I think McDonald's oh, is really good. It's the classic. Fuddruckers, <laughs> too. Fuddruckers is really great. Fuddruckers yeah. is good. We were buddies right up to like I, five <laughs> seconds. I knew, I, joy, I knew, Dave. but Choose I got to be honest. Oh, I can't man. lie. I can't live a double life. No. And by the way, no. you guys know it is a Friday, so it's a French Fry Friday. Woo-hoo! But okay, Dave, what about you? Favorite place to get fries? Uh, does it have to be local or anywhere? No, anywhere. In, uh, in and Out Burger. Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah. They cut them right in the oil. Animal style. Yeah, animal style fries are good. Okay, Joe, what about you? Uh, the curly, spicy Arby's fries. Yes. Ooh, Ooh, those yeah, are good, those too. Are those excellent. are really good. James, like James fries. Uh, 1987 Carl's Jr. fries, because they were the, the ripple ones. Oh, or, you know, oh the, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, they changed it. I don't know. I do like a good, solid ripple fry. Or 1989 Red Robin fries. Something changed. I don't uh, know. Yeah, the okay. 80s had the best fries. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> they best had music? Because they probably fries. had the best grease. Let's go. So, uh, yeah, cause it was probably they, real. they've been using the same grease since the 80s. So <laughs> And it probably wasn't. Soybeans. Yeah, that's right. Oh. Hey, so Gary, what about you, man? French fries, where? Uh, French fries at uh, Wendy's, actually. Oh, wow. Ooh, nice. Wendy's yeah. fries? Oh, yeah, yeah, I love Wendy's fries. Wendy's fries? Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know what? For me, I, I'm I'm a, I'm a, uh, I'm a steak cut fry mm-hmm. guy, mm-hmm. and I'm a Parmesan garlic. Yeah, um, sure. And really so, good. but uh, the problem is I can't, it's been a long time since I've had them because I like them to be crisp. I like them to, but usually they're soggy, so I like, a, I like it to be crisp, and then it's like it's like a long baked potato. And so break it open and have the and steam. The and yeah, I know. And so, but uh, so I, I but I don't have anywhere I know I get those anymore because I, I I haven't had them in a long Our time. Our house. But, 
But we, we yeah, we them? could make them at the house. Yeah, we could do that. Yeah, uh, and so. I, hate to, I hate to mention this place on the air um, because I'm still upset with them. But Dodger Stadium has incredible garlic oh, fries. They do, and they, they do. have the thick uh, steak cut. I don't know if they're steak cut, but, but they're, they're thick. They're yeah. almost steak cut. Yeah. So if they ever repent, go get their fries. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Hey, does Teton House have fries? We should ask Beth. Who, who's Teton House? I don't know if they have because fries. if they do, they're probably the best. It, it doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. They have tomahawk steaks, so that yeah, that's true. Well, yeah, that's true. Anything they make is amazing, so shout out to Teton House. Hey, listen, we went the first time I saw a tomahawk steak come out. Uh, we I was there with Ben Clipfell and some other guys, and uh, they were sharing one. And when they brought that thing out, I mean, we waited forever for that thing, but when they brought that out and they rang a bell and everything. I, all I heard, all I heard, in the back of my head was the theme to the Flintstones. I was just thinking that. Thank you, John Candy. Yeah. All so, right. Yeah, so. Uh, <laughs> ring the bell. Hey, ring yeah. the bell. Do any of you guys remember from Heavy. the '80s, Ferrells? Ferrell. No. It was an ice cream place. They had the pig trough. Yes. They had the Mount Saint yes. Helen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I've that seen pictures. Good. Yeah. No. I'm. I'm. Nope. I don't. You, you no. never went to Ferrell's ice cream. Uh-uh. They, they would have oh, this thing yeah. they would carry out on a stretcher. It was a right. big bowl of ice cream, and they'd drink. So they would do the stuff trough, for your birthday. Yeah. They would they would do unique the, things. Or the zoo. Yeah, the zoo. Yes, the that's zoo. what it was. And you had the little plastic animals yes. in it. Yes, yep. Yeah. And so they, they would do things for your birthday. My favorite one, Tina would take me there for my birthday sometimes, because uh, <laughs> they had they re, reopened one in Southern California a few oh, years cool. ago. Oh, cool, cool, cool. And so uh, what they did oh, is they yeah. gave me the, the um, mega, it was in uh, Santa Clarita, Oh, there's and, one in orange too. Is it really? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So they gave me a megaphone and they said, "You sing happy birthday to yourself and <laughs> run around the restaurant while you do it." I was like, "Yeah!" I don't know why. <laughs> I, it was so fun. Well, Lori and I were at a place near uh, Elgin where they brought out uh, like a little kitchen sink. Colonial. Colonial. That's the, so. That's where I'm. That's so. They brought a little kitchen sink full of uh, nice. ice cream. That was nice. Actually, yeah. had, a little, had a little faucet and everything. Yeah, on when it I was a kid, like man, Sunday nights, about every other Sunday night, the youth group would go to Farrell's. And a couple, you'd get a couple of zoos and put them on the, and everybody would just dig in. You'd it was like thirty scoops of ice cream yeah, exactly. in this big bowl, say, and you just yeah. dig in. Oh wow! Style. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I can't even fathom that. And by the way, one of the reasons Lori is here is she's here to just let everybody know that I painted. So you painted nice. I painted. I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, that, that's that's yes, the whole reason true. you're here. Yes. He did. What have you done for me lately? That's usually my job in their model. Yeah. And he so, picked up the brush. And I was he painting. So painted. Yes. So it was amazing. I, he did a great job. Lori and I've had this kind of this uh, remodel agreement for years. I build it. She paints it. Cool. Um, and so this time I jumped in and I was painting and it was awesome. And we learned uh, five ways how to not paint cabinets yes is that about right we learned at least five ways five, how to ways. Not, five that's, ways how to not paint cabinets nice. that's so why it was success well, it was a success after yes. the third yeah. time are you like how many more ways can we do this wrong is that oh 100 percent so there's a lot of thomas sanding edison. happening yeah, yeah. It's, it's the thomas edison, edison right. philosophy right yep. so failure is a great teacher so pain is a wonderful teacher there right and so failure is a great teacher and and so I, you know, when we, we've done remodel stuff, I, we've done stuff that didn't turn out right and, and things like that. But we had kind of a, Lori and I got up and we we, just, we had a cup of coffee. So apparently it was really good coffee. And then we decided to remodel a bathroom. And so uh, we we went for it. I thought we could get it done in a day. You did. But we didn't get all the supplies until like two o'clock in the afternoon on the oh. first day. And so at about 
eleven thirty at night we called it and hit it the next day. But we we pushed pretty hard. It was good though. Um, but yeah, it was really good. But hey, we, by the way, all the people who engaged with us online to let us know what light bulbs to use and all that stuff, you you guys are awesome. That was so much fun. Um, I want to ask so, you a question though, Pastor Dye. So yes, I. I what is it about this? So I would I love learning from other people's failures and not my own. I don't want to right, fail. Right, me too. So if I redo a bathroom, I'll come to you and I'll say, what should I not do? And I'll listen. Why is it our kids, we share our stories of failure. <laughs> we share them from our heart because we love them when we don't want them to make the same mistakes. And then they make the same mistakes. Because, <laughs> and then they you think know, about it later. When you're, under, <laughs> when you're under 20, 25, 30, maybe 40, depending on <laughs> who you are. Um, wow, that's just a like, sliding boy, scale. That's a sliding scale right is, there. You don't realize, and then after you've gone through hardship, you're like, "Wait, I don't like that. Pain is yeah. not my friend." A lot, a lot of times, ego yeah. gets in the way. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So this is a nice segue to wrap up yesterday's question about the age of accountability. I think that's great. I happen to believe very strongly, very strongly that the Bible gives us an indication that the age of accountability is somewhere around the age of 20. And I grew up in a fundamentalist Baptist home where it was 12. When you're 12, you have to make that decision. And yet God over and over and over throughout the Old Testament talks about 20 and under and 20 and over. God seems to make the age of 20 a pretty important year. And we know that the frontal lobe is not fully uh, developed until about, uh, let's see, how old am I? I'm 62. So about yeah. 62. Again, a sliding scale. Because, <laughs> you know, risks and danger, like, okay, whatever, <laughs> sure. But, you know, God said, hey, you can't go to war. You cannot pick up a weapon and go into battle until you're 20. Everybody who came out of Egypt uh, under the, or 20 and younger, went into the promised land. Everybody who was above mm-hmm. the age of 20 died in the wilderness with the exception of Joshua and Caleb. Right. So 20 seems to be a pretty important number to the Lord, and I think it's be- personally because of the frontal lobe development. That's my humble opinion, which I highly respect. But anyway, our uh, listener had a question about R- well, there were, uh, it, it, well, age of accountability. That, yeah, there was a, yesterday, there was, well, we talked about the idea of like, you know, sovereignty of God. Did we have it? Do we have a choice? And I would say, yeah, we do have choices. We have a responsibility. Yes, God is sovereign, but we're responsible. Um, we talked a little bit about the Down syndrome issues of do we need to get a physical body where that's a doctrine that we don't hold, we don't see that in the scripture. And salvation is not never instant just because you have a um, a, a you know a, a mental shortcoming or things like that. Salvation's all through Jesus, but God is gracious, like Shane had shared. You know, God is good and He's gracious and He's kind. And then the, the next him. question was, yeah. So then the next question is kind of ties this idea is like, well, what about babies and, and miscarriages and things like that? And and I do believe that God has a very special heart. I have a wonderful book in my office that has probably 15 chapters on the idea of children and death and infants and just the theological arguments that have gone around for years. I am I I hold the position that God is gracious and kind. Um and he and he and he, and he holds the children precious. And so a child who's lost in the womb because they are and by the way this comes back to our theology of, of what we hold dear. We believe that life begins at conception. Yes. And so a miscarriage is a lost life. Um, and a lost life is uh, is something to be mourned, but then also to realize that God, in that graciousness, it, it, you know, mom and dad are believers, sanctified by mom and dad, that child's with the Lord, you know, things like that. There's, you know, and so what about babies, uh, you know? And then the next question was, you know, and I, but the idea of age of accountability as well. 
um, you know, in this context of miscarriages, right, in the womb, and then also a SIDS death. Uh, so, like when we talk about that, I mean, that those are you guys understand these are hard conversations because anybody who's experienced these, right. anybody who's experienced a SIDS death or a miscarriage. And we have some wonderful folks in our lives. I know Lori and I have experienced things, and you know our family has experienced miscarriages, and that's a loss of a life. And mm-hmm. um, and we need to remember that God is is in that moment. But like, it's funny because this age of accountability is kind of tucked into the this other issue of question about infants. Um, and you know, you think about you know is it is accountability you know and i don't disagree with david says when he when they talk in israel it, there's a very serious age but at the same time it's also you know you, when you look at is is accountability also then when you fully have knowledge you fully understand right, right? which is actually where i would land on that because if, if you're 15 or 16 years old and you fully know the difference between living for gospel and living not for the gospel you choose to not live for the gospel I, I, there's some there's some issues there that I I, I can't get around, um, and so I I'm not sure how to process some of that exactly. because there's some things that you just are difficult to deal with. Um, but you know when it comes to children, I, I believe that there's a, I believe that heaven is full of of children that we've yeah. never seen. There is a religious system who makes a claim that children are unable to sin before the age of eight, and I would say to them, I'm not going to argue with you, but come visit my house. I have yeah. a four-year-old and a six-year-old. Uh, no. Chil- they- <laughs> yeah, children are... That, well, that's the problem not understanding your Bible, because the Bible says, you know, in sin, my mother conceived me. Yeah. David just says, hey, look, I was born in sin, man. Yeah. Uh, you know, so, so yeah. So the, the thing that's, that makes this conversation most difficult, especially over the air, is um, there's people in all different stages of this. There's people listening who may have just experienced a miscarriage yesterday or today. And so having that conversation with them is different than having it with yes. someone like for myself, I, I would say we have at least four children in heaven, at least, if not more, because Tina had several miscarriages in the 10 year gap between our oldest and not the adopted one, but the next one, right. that, which was Zachariah. And so one of the things is when you, when you go through the grieving process and you enter that stage of anger in the grieving process, uh, my question for myself is where did my anger come from? Well, it came from my expectations of who this child was going to grow and become. And God's will is that none should suffer and all should come to repentance and that he has a plan for each of our lives for us to use the gifts that he's given us for his glory. And, you know, there, there, of course, there's a plan. But because of the sinful fallen nature of the world, there are consequences for sin. And those consequences result in tragedy sometimes, childhood cancer or, you know, a, a miscarriage, things like that. Or... Down syndrome, Down syndrome or a, 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 a mutation of some kind that anything causes like a problem. That. Yeah. Anything like that. And so questioning myself, where does the anger come from? Am I angry at God? God, you took this child from me. No. The anger comes from the fact that I had plans. I had will. I had an idea for the, the future of this child, but it didn't work out that way because of the sinful world that we've, we live in. Have yeah. you read uh, Mike Erie's book, Astonished? No. Highly recommend it. Highly recommend it. When... Um, pardon me, when he and his wife had their first child and he was born with Down syndrome. And, you know, here he is working with Chuck Swindoll and Evangelical Free Church of, uh, uh, not La Mirada. Mm-hmm. Anyway, out that area, California. Um, he, uh, he was angry. He was just ticked. Like, really, God, I've given you my life. 
we tithe, we're faithful, blah, 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 and I get this Down syndrome child. What are you mad at me about, God? And, of course, now his child helps him close his podcast every day, and he's just like, oh, my goodness, I cannot even imagine my life mm-hmm. without this child. Yeah. Right. yeah. You know, in the Bible, it does talk about um, uh, children dying. You know, we, we have the story of David and Bathsheba, right? Yeah. And so the child that's conceived in sin ultimately dies. And listen to what David says. Uh, He says, while the child was still alive, I fasted and wept, for I said, who knows, the Lord may be gracious to me and the child may live. But now he has died. Why should I fast? Can I bring him back again? I am going to him, but he will not return to me. And, you know, David is a man after God's own heart. He's mentioned in the Hall of Faith in Hebrews chapter 11, and he's a mighty man in Scripture, right? And he still sins. He blows it big time, right? Um, and and even the, a child that is conceived in sin, he's confident that he gets to go see him with the Lord. And what was right. his next action after the child died? He washed so, himself he, and he worshipped. Yes, mm-hmm. he worshipped. Yeah, and these are and, and you have to understand something too, guys. If if you want, if if you're listening and you're going through some of this stuff and you want a little bit more conversation with some of these things. Just send us a note at pastorslive at the rev.fm. Gary will let us know. We can reach out to you and, and talk to you. These are these are hard things. And 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 I appreciate um, this question because there's so much here. Mm-hmm, there, right. there, there, and mm-hmm. this this isn't one question. This is like a thesis yeah. of questions. Somebody's yes. thinking. Somebody's thinking, which is good. <clears throat> um, and but I, I do want you I think the biggest thing is to realize that God is just. And he is gracious and he's kind and God is good. Um, his character is love. And so now please understand what I'm about to say doesn't mean everybody goes to heaven. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not a universalist. There's there's a way of salvation through Jesus. But when it comes to the death of children and things like that, I think we do have to realize that on the other side of the veil of death, which we don't understand, I believe that God is going to do what is right on the other side. Um, and so whatever that is, in the end, I'm not going to argue with whatever that decision is because God will be just. I will stand before the Lord and go, "Oh, Lord, I see why you did that." Because yeah. I, be, I, you're going to say, that. "True and righteous are your ways, O Lord." Yeah. Right. You're not going to say, "Hold on, just a second. Yeah, I got a question about that. You were unfair about that. Right. We're going to see it all. We're going to be at the judgment seat, and we're going to go, "Wow, true and righteous are your ways, O Lord." And and it, I think it is it is important to realize that, and I, and I love that. True and righteous are your ways, O Lord. But I think too, when we we talk about this, why why do we talk about reading your Bible all the time? <laughs> this is why we talk about reading your Bible all the time, because when you're reading through the Bible, you're going to see that there are there are situations like these throughout the Scripture that that give us hope, and especially with what happened with David and Bathsheba is a great example of and the loss of their child is 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 a great example of you know what David believed in the that that child was with the Lord cuz David believed he would be with the Lord and just read through the psalms David believed that even though David messed up in his life he made a mistake but he repented mm-hmm. because he repented he had hope um and so i i, I would hope that that we would live in that same way. Right. Yeah. The the Bible isn't a story about great people. The Bible is a story yeah, about a great that. God. Oh, yeah. every every person in the Bible um, is is 
unworthy of God's glory, right? And and they all sin and they all fall short of the glory of God. And what I love about the scriptures is that the Bible is the story of God's hope and redemption for humanity because of his love. And and something that always comforts me is it's a little acronym for hope. And this is the hope of God, not just, uh, um, you know, I hope hope it doesn't rain outside or whatever, a vain hope. This is a eternal hope, right? It's hold on, pain ends. That's God's promise to us. He, he says, I have a better uh, city for you. As in Hebrews 11, we've been talking about Hebrews 11, the hall of faith and how Abraham, you know, he wasn't looking for a city whose foundations were, were made by, by man and hands. He was looking for a heavenly city, right? And that's why Jesus told the disciples, I go to prepare a place for you so that where I am, you can be also. And that place is where there will be no more tears, you know, no more pain, no more corruption where, where our bodies and, and our world is corrupted and God will, um, God will finish. He has finished what, what was originally corrupted and that's awaiting for us. And you know where you can learn about that kind of stuff? At church. At church. It's Friday, so we want to remind our listeners, oh, that's right. you need to be involved in a good Bible-believing, Bible-teaching local church if you're in our area. We all kind of like Water Springs. We kind of do. Yeah, yeah I kind of like it. Church. Yeah, yeah, it's good. <laughs> we like teach it. the Bible. But if you're not in our area, uh, find your find yourself a good, good, local, Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church. Go there this weekend. Get involved. Support your pastor. Support the work of the ministry. Jump in and partner with your local church. And pray for your pastor. Yes. Oh, yes. Do that, please. Yeah, this this Sunday is going to be fun. We're actually in Acts 2. We're actually Woo-hoo. looking at... We're actually looking at the the message where <laughs> Peter sets him up. He goes, "Hey, what you're seeing now in this outpouring of the Spirit and everybody speaking in tongues and and everybody hearing the marvelous works of God." He says, "Look, this is this is that which is spoken of by Joel. Um, this is the outpouring of the Holy Spirit." And then he sets him up so they're like, "Oh, okay, so that's the Scripture." And then he drops Jesus on him like a bomb. He just says, "And this is about Jesus. This is what." Jesus did for us. We're going to look at the gospel and our response to the gospel and what we're supposed to do and how we respond. And so I'm, I'm really looking forward to this weekend. So we encourage you guys to come out. If you have a friend who doesn't know Jesus, doesn't know the gospel, hey, hey uh, you know, might want to bring him out this weekend. It'd be, yeah. it'd be really good. And I know it's summertime in Idaho. And so I know some, we got a lot of people online, things like that too. So, hey, we love you. We appreciate that. I was talking to somebody that says, yeah, man, we yeah we went we we were going camping but you know in our camper man we got that satellite and we got the TV and so we do church Sunday morning in the camper I'm like good for you guys there you know you but we look forward to seeing you in church so we can love on you and hug on you oh man so, I just yeah. thought about this we should throw this in so the sharing hope and crisis seminar is tomorrow that's tomorrow and you that's can right. still register at the Billy yep. Graham uh, Evangelist Association website that's right yeah looking forward to that I I'll be there uh, doing that um, and that's all, here all day, at so. Water Springs at Water Springs yeah, and they're yeah. providing Chick Fil A lunch what oh, free okay. what? I was already coming, but now. Now now I'm definitely coming. All right. Hey, listen, guys, you're loved, you're family. We are out of time for today. And Gary, thank you for everything you do. We appreciate you, man. Uh, And thank you for everything. And and so, guys, uh, God bless you. We'll talk to you on Monday. Pastors Live is a Rev FM production from Idaho Falls, Idaho, and is made possible by the Ministry of Greenhouse Coffee. Send your questions and comments by email to pastorslive at therev.fm. Then listen for their response on another episode of the Lighthearted Podcast.